Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing at Yoye Jr. Tim, seven days. I've been going through something. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Joining us as well is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Um, is that a reference? Was that a reference? Plus, it was. It was a Kendrick Lamar Kendrick. reference. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that from I'm also, I've also been sick for the last seven days. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He Kendrick references many more days than seven, but I love that Blessing decided it was it was worth the reference that he's been sick seven days as opposed to Kendrick talking about what was it like. And being depressed. Yeah, like, <laughs> like 1,900 days, something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it feels like it's been 1,900 days, but it's only been about seven that we haven't had the big daddy, Greg Miller, on the Kind of Funny Games cast. Welcome back. Good afternoon, Tim. How are you? Good. My first show with you back. Very excited about this. I've Very missed, uh, excited. That Greg energy in my life. I What I didn't miss was uh, going on Kind of Funny's Reddit and uh, seeing a thread posted talking about uh, people starting a lawsuit against Andy, which I'm like, this is uh, going to be a joke. But then there's always that chance. Maybe it's not. And I'm like, who could have? Oh, it's Greg. Greg Miller is the one that decided to do this. Um, no, Greg. No. Tim, wow, I'll Greg. tell you the same thing I told TMZ when they hit me up. All right. Mm-hmm. I cannot comment on pending litigation. All right. Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> comment on it. I, I, Tim, did you see my response to that Reddit thread where I said, you're in Canada, get off Reddit? <laughs> yeah, no, because I think what you said actually was calling him out for the fact that the post was like 7 a.m. our time, <laughs> which yeah. Canada time for where he was at was like, I guess that's just baby time. Greg's working in a whole other. Yeah. Greg, ironically, is now on Andy Cortez time because of the baby. And like, I, you know, that's the thing. I won't comment on any lawsuits that are or aren't happening right now that are being drafted up by my attorneys in law. All right. But what I will comment on is that being on Andy Cortez time, I don't mock him for it. I don't judge him for it. Because the other day when I was in Canada, right, I woke up. We don't need to bring this. We don't need to talk about this. Is that a postcard from Greg? <laughs> from Canada? Who's to say who's it from? Who's to say who's it from? You know? Why is it torn? <laughs> Uh, back to, I had to take out my address. <sighs> Andy, but, for the uh, audio listeners, you want to tell them what it says? Yeah, it's uh, I got a postcard um, eerily similar to the other Taylor Swift postcard I got about a year ago, which also had uh, some threatening messages on it. Um, this message on the top left says, Andy, that Greg is not what he seems. <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, I ask would I write that about myself? In the four section, it was obviously for Andy Cortez with Andy, 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 Andy kind of written all over it. Um, it there's a picture of Taylor Swift with her eyes crossed out and trust is backwards, which I had to verify what that meant. I was like, what does T-S-U-R-T mean? And Greg said, uh, you know, a keen eye would say that that is trust backwards. A keen eye. A keen eye. And then in the middle, bottom middle, it says goodbye Imran. 
Oh, no. <laughs> How Listen, deep does this go? I just want you to heed the warning of the card. All right. I don't know who sent it to you. I don't know what's going on, but I just want you to know to heed the warning of the card. All right. What but is this great? is good by Emron mean. Is that like because he left Gamescast and like you're next? Uh, here's the thing he says he doesn't know who sent it, Blessing, but uh, <laughs> in the pre show for KFW earlier today, quickly said, Oh man, I forgot. It's such it's a gift that keeps on giving because. I just mail out a bunch of bills along with this gift postcard to Andy, and I forget that I send it out. <laughs> Who's to say you know who sent it? Welcome to the kind of funny games cast. We each every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. Of course, you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. You can also go to your favorite podcast service and search for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you. Oh, there's four <laughs> postcards. Oh, Andy, I can there's send so many. What the hell? <laughs> I thought there was like three of them and he just kept fucking pulling them out. Oh, man. You can also get the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but if you get it over there you get it ad free you get to watch live as we record it and you get the exclusive post show that we do each and every week with a fun little game show ran by one blessing eddie Oye jr uh you can also be a patreon producer just like anonymous fargo brady tyler ross delaney twinning first responder nd julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandoval james hastings and casey andrew we appreciate it all of you, we appreciate a whole bunch of you hanging out in the chat right now, like Pandafin, who's saying what's up to all the live trogs out there, uh, slightly or door who is laughing at Andy's face for how disgruntled and upset he is about this whole situation. And Josh494, who says, I'm excited. This is my first time catching it live since the spare bedroom days. Welcome. Welcome to the live experience. I can't wait for you to see the post show. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but if you don't have money to toss our way on Patreon, that's cool. When you're out there on the Epic Game Store buying up all your video games on your, your PC or if you're on a console playing something like Fortnite or Rocket League with all the, the different bucks that they have over there, use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, and it will help support us without costing you anything, which is really damn cool. We got a whole bunch of cool stuff over on kindoffunny.com slash store, including the Portillo shirt, the Johnny Ace shirt, a whole bunch of shirts uh, and hats and stuff. So kindoffunny.com slash store. Check that out. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies, but I'll tell you about that later. I want to start this off with uh, a very requested game for us to talk about, and there hasn't been an opportune opportunity for us to get into it yet, and that is Multiverses, WB's Smash Brothers clone, uh, clone Smash-like, whatever you want to call it. Andy, I want to start with you. What's your experience with Multiverses been so far? Very little. I was given access to the beta, just like you and, and Blessing were, and I tried out that tutorial match and then i tried out an extra match where i played as tasmanian devil and it just it, it was one of those that i was just popped in because i had to be on a show right afterwards so i was like let me just kind of play a match and i didn't love the first impression it gave me um uh, maybe it was the movement maybe it was the character everything felt a little slower than i would have preferred and after playing Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, I still feel like I'd rather play that the one definitive game. Fighter. The Definitive the Fighter. The Definitive Fighter, yeah. I feel like I'd rather play that Smash clone as opposed to this one. Um, but then I, you know, I definitely want to hop back in because I've been seeing so many more people praise it on the internet. and I feel like I should give it another shot with other characters. Uh, I just haven't really found a, an opportunity to go back in because there's other games I've been playing. Blessing. 
I've had the exact same experience as Andy. I'm, I'm actually happy that you're saying this because I felt like a crazy person, like seeing other people online. Because I follow, you know, I follow like <clears throat> Maximilian dude and like quite a few other people in the fighting community. It seems like there's a common consensus that like, oh man, multiverse seems pretty all right. But I've also had probably like a little bit more experience with it than Andy. I've played the tutorial and then like maybe about five or six matches. And I think the thing that immediately stuck out to me was that the movement just felt not as tight and not as like not not as right as i want it to feel right like it's trying to be a smash clone to some extent right it's trying to be almost like a you know nickelodeon all-star brawl a brawlhalla whatever you want to compare it to right and i feel like the collision and the hit detection at a lot of the times just feels a bit off and a bit like messy in a way that makes me feel like i'm not totally in control um and it also just seems like there's a lot going on right like the main mode of the game is 2v2 um as opposed to like just regular free-for-all or 1v1 and they have those modes but the modes that they the mode that they really try to push forward is 2v2 and playing that i feel like things are just all over the place like it's so hard to follow what's going on right like it is no items. I'm really wondering what Andy's laughing about right now. Yeah, I'm looking at Greg. Greg, Greg shows... Oh, that's a hot one right there! Jesus Greg Christ. shows a stamp up to the camera and then does that face of, like, I'm dying of laughter right now. Like, I just... I, I can't anymore. I just There's can't. no better joke. There's no better joke I do than these postcards, everybody. Does Greg See what look I'm... more red to you guys than usual? Yes. Yes. He's a very red boy right now. I it's was, like, built looking up. at him. You know what I mean? I was with my in-laws. I couldn't be as crazy as normal here's what i'll tell you though andy this card's not going to you so you got your wish okay (laughs) i guarantee i was listening intently they're gonna go to me and it's gonna say on the postcard give this to andy or something (laughs) damn that's a good idea barrett next time i was listening to blast intently i see the b-roll that barrett uh brought up and then i minimized it so i can kind of see people's reactions to it and what do i see i see andy intensely listening and i see greg miller just like this looking down and just his hand moving and I'm like, oh, he's writing something. And then I see you pull over and grab a stamp. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. no. I'm sorry. So anyways, I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. But yes, bless. Back, back to you. Back to me to continue. Yeah, like, despite the game for me so far, right, like, not totally feeling right just in the controls, just in the hit detection, all that stuff, I will say the thing that I do find cool and impressive about the game is are the systems and features around it. And so, like, unlike Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, they have the voice acting. They have, like, stages that reference the shows, right? Like, they have the fan service stuff that really makes a game like this stand out. Like, I was very surprised when I picked Harley Quinn, who seems to be my, my main so far. I absolutely love Harley Quinn in this game. Um, I picked Harley Quinn, and I was going up against a Wonder Woman. And upon the match starting, she was like, oh, my God, it's Wonder Woman. And I was like, wait, really? Like, you have an actual like custom intro for when you're going up against wonder woman like not even smash has that like that's actually pretty cool right like that's something you expect to see from a fighting game that is trying to like put all the tlc and put all the polish into it and so like that was something that stood out to me different characters have different classes which i thought was really interesting so you have like brawlers you have mage characters like bugs bunny is a mage and i and you know that's that's just to like designate like oh this is how this character plays which i think is very interesting and and is like a a thing that separates it from the other games in this genre right like it is trying to be almost a little bit more team-based and tactical and almost more like a overwatch in terms of no think about the classes you're picking right think Mm -hmm. about how these characters might feed off each other like there's another character i think who is a original character for the game i don't know if they're from a cartoon or whatever but like they're like a dog rabbit creature thing 
I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but like mm-hmm. if you're the one that health. yes, the one that heals, or like if your teammate Tethers. is falling off the map, you can like click a button and then you'll like snatch them from falling off, right? Like those are the kinds of plays that they're thinking about in terms of the character design, and I think that stuff uh, is really interesting. And then they also have uh, these unlockable um, items that you can apply to your characters before matches that'll give them buffs. And so, like, one of the ones I had for Harley Quinn was a, uh, if I use my up smash, it'll grant, like, 5% more distance on the smash, right? Or if I do, like, a side smash, it'll grant, like, 10% more damage, stuff like that to actually uh, have you think about, like, how, how you're going to approach this match before you even get into the match. Stuff like that I find fascinating, and I'm very curious to see how that actually plays um, in the long term for people that want to hop in and want to, like, build and, and grow. Because it seems like this is a game that they're trying to treat like a ongoing service for the long run like it is free to play it's ui reminds me a lot of fortnite which i think is really interesting really funny um but yeah like that stuff is the stuff that has me more intrigued by it rather than the actual gameplay itself but it's not to say the gameplay is bad it's just not as good as the other ones so you're talking about all the fighters you're or the fighting game fans you're seeing praising are they praising the gameplay are they praising a little stuff like you guys or like that plus I think it's a little bit of both, right? I'm seeing, I think I'm seeing a lot of people intrigued by um, a lot of the systems around it, the stuff that I'm talking about. And then I, I, there are, there are some people that seem like they do like the way it moves and plays. And maybe that's the thing that I'll come around on after playing it a lot more. Just so far on like my first six matches, I just wasn't feeling it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just it, the immediate impression, which is like I'd probably call it an unfair impression on my part, but I was like, oh, this. This is kind of the reverse Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl in terms of the fighting doesn't feel super great, but the presentation is incredible. Like with all of the intros, with all of the costumes that could be unlocked, with the emotes, like there's so many cool little creative um, add-ons that each fighter will have. And Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl was completely missing all of that, um, including the voice acting, including anything that really made it feel like you were actually going to play a spongebob and hear the voice acting instead of just let's just have the character there with no it's silent there's no sound effects mm-hmm. it's just like punches and weird sort of things like that Generic so music i feel like, and stuff too. Yeah, yeah yeah no licensed music anything like that and i really feel like the presentation on this game is pretty pretty remarkable so yeah. far but Even again like the, um, the, t- the tutorial you start off in has like Mr. Meeseeks is like the targets that you're attacking. And even like that level of like, no, we're putting you into the WB world. Like we're trying to put in as much like as many references, as much like music, as much like voice acting as we can into this thing to actually make it feel polished, to make it feel like feel like a thing that we're putting effort into. Yeah, I feel like it's totally the reverse of Nickelodeon in that in that regard. And if I yeah. give it another shot, I will like most likely feel like the gameplay is up to that standard and kind of raises a bit more, but just those first uh, again, I did the tutorial and I played two. I, I actually played two uh, solo matches or whatever um, online against random people, and that's where again it was only two matches, and I played as two different characters, and I don't feel like it was as satisfying to play, but hopefully I can get used to it because um, it is it is trying to be its own thing. It's obviously like hey, we are trying to be Smash Bros, but we're putting our own twist on it. It just felt a little bit slower. It felt like how Brawl feels compared to Melee. Yeah, I, I, you guys have absolutely nailed it. I think both Andy and Bless have said everything that I have to say about this in the sense that it immediately, it's like, oh, it looks like Smash, but it's not Smash. And that 
is the the worst criticism I can give because I want it to play like Smash so bad. And I think it really comes down to, like Bless was saying, the tightness uh, of it all uh, and like the way like the dodge roll works or just the dodge in general. Like that's something that I feel is so key and core to the Smash Brothers uh, type of fighting game. And games like Brawlhalla do it really well. I feel like Brawlhalla so far has been the best uh, translation of taking the Smash kind of gameplay, but turning it into a different game where it's like Smash-like, but it's still its own thing. Whereas this kind of is really trying to do something that looks like Smash to an extent, acts like smash but doesn't play like smash fully and i do think that that uh that there's something there and it goes to what blessing saying like the focus on the 2v2 um and all the free-to-play elements of it and the like the more battle passy type systems like i'm intrigued by that stuff and i think that there's uh, a deeper amount of um kind of like gameplay opportunities and uh like just even just switch ups of what you're actually doing in the game as opposed to something like smash that is so well defined at this point whereas this does kind of remind me a bit more of um like bless was saying the, the overwatch type of um you need to know your your different systems and support versus this versus that with the classes um and i love the idea of it being free to play and being able to grow um so that eventually the roster could be 50 characters deep and it is a little bit more substantial of uh classes meaning more than they currently do i feel like right now it's a little bit surface level um but i had a lot of fun i played a handful of matches as each of the available characters just because i wanted to see if there was one that would actually feel right and i still haven't found it um i think bugs is the closest one for me um but it I think there's just an inherent fun factor because of the presentation that they really do nail. Like being in the Batcave and hearing the Batman animated series music in a more Smash Brothers-esque arrangement. I'm like, yeah, y'all did it. Like this this is it. And the custom intros between the characters and even some of the levels like that Mr. Meeseeks thing that Bless was talking about. Like if I understand this correctly, like that's the mascara from Wonder Woman. But we're getting like uh, some elements of Rick and Morty in the background with it. And it almost has a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale vibe where it's like kind of mixing the elements of the stages. But I think they commit the right amount, which is like, yo, this is a collab multiverse thing, but it's not everything needs to be exactly 50-50 in a way that I think was a disservice overall to uh, PlayStation All-Stars. But I'm surprised at how much fun I'm having with the game. But I'm more let down by it still not just being what they're saying it is, which is a Smash Brothers clone. Um, and in that way, I agree with you guys. Nick very much more was more that, but it lacks all the charm and personality. And it's like, I just wonder if we're going to get a game ever besides Smash Brothers that kind of gets all that stuff uh, in, in one. And I don't know what that is, like what that X factor is, but I do think that Multiverses has the chance to stand on its own. And I think being free to play um, is very good for it to be able to keep its audience have an audience and i think that the focus on the two-player stuff while not something i personally am that interested in i think presents a really cool opportunity for the audience that they're targeting which is uh the fighting game community and also streamers and i think kind of like the collab streams and people being invested in team matches like 2v2 that's really cool and i think something we haven't really seen too much of um like imagine if like marvel versus capcom allowed two people to be on the same tag team together mm. you know so when people tag in and out it's like different people playing this is the closest we've gotten to that that i can remember um and while i think that is way higher praise than i currently can give to this game i see the potential and i, I think that they so far seem to be kind of like getting in 
to the hands of the right people and listening to the feedback like Maximilian dude like you were talking about and I know a lot of people uh in the smash community hungry box uh comes to mind but like they were talking about how like they are, were actually involved with the the making of the game and the devs are like really listening to that feedback so if they can get the gameplay specifically what makes it different and set apart from smash to improve enough that it has it's tight and polished to match the presentation I think that there's something special here Andy I part of me wonders if the whole 2v2 thing will ever even take off in a serious way because every stream that I watch it was people just playing 1v1 and mm-hmm. sure you can market this as the tag team version of of Smash Bros but I don't think that that's necessarily going to be its strength or where people may sort of flock to or Sure, it may be its strength, but at the end of the day, I still think people want to do one v one matches. I yeah. I'm I'm very curious based on um, coming off of what Tim was talking about, right? In terms of like it being free to play, I think them doing the class based thing, right, is them really trying to funnel people into the the team based gameplay. And I'm very curious to see how it plays out for them because I think this game is set up for success just in terms of what it is. You know, like it being a a Smash clone, you don't have many of those on other platforms that aren't Nintendo, right? And like, I think there is a hunger for that. I think you'll have people who who will want to seek that out. It being free to play is going to get people in the same way that people get into Brawlhalla, and Brawlhalla has a I don't know how thriving the Brawlhalla community is, but I gotta I gotta assume that it's somewhat thriving because it's still going and gets new characters and all this stuff, right? Like. I think it's going to have that same sort of trajectory. It's going to have new characters being funnel- funneled in, right? I imagine like maybe monthly or or, or um, seasonally, right? And like LeBron they have a really James. great great pool to, to to pull from, right? Including LeBron James or like Batman Beyond or Rick and Morty, right? Like when they add Rick, I'm going to come back to this game because I want to play as Rick, right? When they add like certain characters, when they add more um, Looney Tunes characters, I'm going to want to want to hop back in because I love Looney Tunes, right? And the list goes on in terms of. WB prop properties that they can they can pull from, uh, and then yeah, like it seems like there that at the very least there's an interest from the fighting game community because yeah, like paying attention right like there was another YouTube video I was watching of it was like devs versus pros and this is like from the multiverses account and this is obviously like a promo thing that they were doing but it was them sitting down with people who are part of the Smash community and going cool let's play this with you we want to like get feedback and talk to you about how this game plays and all this stuff right and like the fact that they have the confidence to have pros actually speak on the game alongside with the devs and actually get that type of feedback i think speaks a lot to what their their um com- committal is to to it right like their, their commitment is to it right like they really want they really want the fighting game community to have at least some sort of involvement with it and they want it to, to, to live long term and i think on one hand it's going to hit regardless because of the casual audience because of the kids that are going to play it because it's free to play and all that stuff but yeah i think the systems on top of it might be the thing that really nail it down for the fighting game community because like even though we're talking about how it doesn't necessarily feel the best to play i think one that's a thing that they can maybe fix long term but then also i do think all the systems are really interesting like the 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 class-based stuff the appliable like i forget exactly what they're called but like i want to call them runes even though i know i know they're not runes the items they can attach to your characters to make them play certain ways like these are things that i i like i these are things i'm really curious about right these are things that i'm really fascinated about i want to go in there and like unlock more items and see like okay like how the fuck can i customize my character to make them super powerful or make them play exactly the way that i play like i think that's the thing that's going to speak to a lot of people um and yeah i think like long term this game is probably going to stick around for a while like i i don't see this game necessarily failing at launch um yeah we'll see like a year from now how it goes 
it is interesting and like to your point andy about like they're they're focusing on the tv too but like no one's really doing that i think that is the eternal struggle of these smash like games where as long as they keep coming out and they're not just smash brothers they're all trying to do it's smash brothers but here's the other gimmick here's what we're trying to push and people keep not wanting that people keep wanting it to be just smash and i feel like even with uh what bless is talking about with the uh the buffs that you could apply and all that it's a really cool idea but my worry about it is the only reason it exists is to feed the battle pass and to feed that type of like they need something to give people that's not just costumes um because i mean smash brothers had mm. you know all the different like buffs and stuff you could do with the the like spirits and stickers and all that stuff depending on what version you were playing and like nobody played with those you know what i mean like that wasn't like the the fun part of the game and you could do things that give your character a triple jump or like change stuff up just like uh this game's kind of focusing on but i while i understand and appreciate the attempt to make it stand alone i do just think like it probably would just be more successful if they just did the thing that people are expecting it to be as opposed to uh trying to make it stand on its own you know and i think adding all those little buffs add more ways for the game to be broken in quotes Mm -hmm. and that is i've just grown really tired of that model because that is the that's the call of duty model where every two weeks there's a new build and a new gun and it's broken and you got to get in and check this out and level up that gun and blah 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 and then hey we've heard your concerns we're nerfing this sort of thing because it's too powerful here's the next buff and now that thing is super powerful and like i think it's a brilliant way to get people to come back to your game and it's also just kind of annoying to keep up with (laughs) yeah uh moving on from multiverses which i haven't nobody told me how superman plays how superman play i don't think superman's playable oh he's not in the beta okay makes no at least i didn't i think he might he was locked I i didn't get him I don't know if you can unlock him in the beta, maybe, mm-hmm. but um, Multiverse is the greatest video game game of all time. Like, they they had a winner there. Congratulations, <laughs> oh, yeah. guys. You fucking Nailed did it. it. Very damn cool. Um, Vampire Survivors. Andy, you won't shut up about this game. So now, please, don't shut up about this game. Talk about it. Vampire Survivors is a really cool video game. Next topic. It is. What I, is I, it for people I'm that super- don't know? I'm yeah, you just slacked that, me the other day, and we're like, "Greg, you really like this game, but I don't know what I don't know what it is." I'm super jealous of, of um, blessing with a Steam Deck because I just wish I had a portable version Dude, of that's it. That's how that's how I started playing. I was like, "Oh shit, what is this?" Like for some reason, I don't know how it was already in my library, and I was like, "What the fuck is this game that's already in my library?" Vampire Survivors. I started playing, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is it's cool. a two, it's a three dollar game on Steam. It's free on Game Pass PC. It's a game where um, you start off as a just the character class or whatever you start off kind of as like a uh, uh, you're you're whipping like Simon right um, in Castlevania and it's top down and you just move around a room as little enemies start kind of moving towards you and whenever you kill an enemy sometimes they drop a blue item and that item will allow you to upgrade it's essentially the currency and sometimes you get green and that gives you more and then red gives you a bigger chunk of uh, um, currency and you just want to keep on leveling up and leveling up. And as you level up, you find new ways to defend yourself as you're just kind of crawling around this area. There's no real uh, place to go that I've seen yet. You're just trying to survive for as long as possible. But it is incredibly addictive in that 
every upgrade um you're not controlling anything uh, any attacks by the way it is all just using your left stick to move around and you start off with the character that has the whips and the whips are timed and you kind of get used to the timing there but with every new addition you might get uh an item that creates kind of a uh a, a radius circle around you that damages enemies the closer they get to you and the next time you level up hey here's new abilities or you can upgrade that last ability that we just gave you and you kind of like all right well which is more important do i want to be gaining 0.1 health every second or should i upgrade this whip ability which now has two whips flying behind and forward so then i'm protecting from behind as well and it is the most simple video ass game video game and it almost it reminds me of like this is what the the characters in your favorite TV show would be playing because <laughs> it's just the name is Vampire Survivors and it's just it's just it's mindless and uh, it, it almost in a way that kind of reminds me of playing Loop Hero and why I fell in love with that game. Um, there's no real there's not a whole lot of skill involved. If anything, it's just like you don't need crazy reflexes. You just kind of need to gauge what area would be safest to run to because maybe there aren't a whole lot of mobs there. Um, and as you just keep on unlocking and unlocking, it really just has that roguelite hook that brings you back because awesome. the next run you have, uh, uh, the effects of the thing that the effects of your weapons will last longer. Now, uh, there's a beam that shoots out that freezes enemies in place and you can kind of upgrade the hell out of that beam to freeze the enemies and you can make contact with them without getting hurt when they're frozen. So if you upgrade that a lot, you can kind of freeze a gigantic row of enemies and use that as kind of like a bridge to walk through so that uh, surrounding enemies don't hurt you. It is so freaking addictive, and it's just that perfect kind of like, there's the carrot at the end of the stick, and I'm going to keep on going for that next upgrade and the next power-up and the next power-up. It's so arcadey. It's a blast. It's $3 on Steam. It's free on Xbox Game Pass PC. It is, uh, I think, like play this shit at the uh, on a treadmill or something and it's the perfect just kind of i don't need a crazy coordination with my hands or hand-eye coordination it's just left stick uh on the or left thumb on the hand stick and it's awesome it's really really fun even when you get sometimes you kill stronger enemies and they'll drop a little treasure box and it's like a kind of like a loot box and it's but it is the most like Hey, fucking stupid gamer! Look how look at all the bright colors. Look, <laughs> look at all, all these cool bright game colors, shit, man. <laughs> Dude, like this fucking little chest opens up and it's ding 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 ding. Super awesome graphics, and it's like here's the three things you unlocked, or the one thing you unlocked, and the one thing you unlock might um, it's usually going to be something that improves what your current loadout is. Uh, it's a fucking blast. I could not recommend it more. And yeah, I think Greg will love it in the way that you love playing a lot of um like just any of the mobile games you've been enjoying now this sure. would be a lot better with a steam deck don't get me wrong right i'm gonna open um, up my, uh, my steam, steam deck, deck email and no it still hasn't shipped no, no oh, steam yeah. deck damn that's well, see, i've asked you, you you send me your email that steam sent you forward me your email so i, I can I, I can i can prior do it now while i'm thinking of it <laughs> no i'm prioritizing uh, this I'm is downloading like, it right now on Xbox Game Pass on PC. This is, it is, uh, it I is, love that it's that easy. It's such a uh, an ugly game to stream or watch because of how intense everything gets. Uh, for example, 
Our buddy Bruce Green is playing it right now. And as you get further and further, it is just a mess of everything. But it feels so good knowing that all of those things that you're upgrading, you're just demolishing all these sorts of mobs that are coming towards you and you're melting them. And you're just watching your number just grow and grow and grow. And it's just, it's, it's that perfect sort of immediate satisfaction. Yeah, I only allowed myself to play this game for one session because, like, it was one that I <laughs> I started it on my Steam Deck, started, like, immediately got the flow of it, immediately was like, oh, I know what this is. Like, <laughs> this is a roguelite. Like, this is the numbers go up kind of game. I, I described it uh, to somebody last week as, like, it reminds me of playing Cookie Clicker back in the day, if you played uh. Cookie Clicker, except it has gameplay, right? Like, Cookie Clicker was a game that I played in, in college during class where it's about how much you can get the numbers up, right? Like, you get to 1,000 uh, cookies, you get an upgrade that lets you make, like, oh 0.1% more, more cookies a second, right? And, like, you keep finding upgrades to allow you to make, like, a million cookies, a billion cookies, a trillion, and, like, the numbers go higher and higher. Right now, like, Bear showing what looks like endgame <laughs> gameplay of Vampire Survivor. Oh, are you watching but, it, Bruce, right now? Right, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, like Perfect. this looks ins batshit insane, right? And like playing uh, Vampire Survivors on my Steam Deck a couple weeks ago, like I started it, got maybe like 20 minutes into a session and I was like, I can never play this ever again because I will get super addicted to this because it is so like it, its hooks are so like well just laid out in terms of like how fast you progress, how like how fast you get upgrades, like how much more powerful you feel per second, how much more enemies they throw at you like after like a, a minutes of playing, right? Like the way things amp up in the game are so good and so satisfying. Um, and yeah, like it's one that right now since it's on Game Pass, right? And even if it wasn't on Game Pass for three dollars on Steam, I think it's a steal. Oh man, can't wait to play that later. Uh, but before we get to the next game, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there, right? I got the Me Undies lounge shorts going on. Of course, I got the Undies, and then boom, Me Undies socks, baby. That's how we do out here at Kind of Funny. I love being soft head to toe in the micro modal fabric. You already know all about that, but if you don't. Let's face it, summer's sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from. But if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles, and sizes extra small to 4XL. So you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first-time purchasers. You can get 15% off. If you sign up for their free to join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. All right, speaking of Steam Deck, Bless, what you been up to? Uh, I've been up to a whole lot. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Death Stranding, actually. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, like, when I first got my Steam Deck, my original plan was I'm going to jump back into God of War because I've been wanting to replay God of War 2018 ever since I beat it uh, back in 2018. Like, I've not seen that game since that year. and I want to go back and play it and play it. For some reason, I've been getting super derailed. I've been playing games like Vampire Survivors or games like Rogue Legacy 2, and the list goes on in terms of indie stuff that I've been checking out and emulated stuff as well. Um Last week, I was like, man, I want to play something AAA. Like, I've not experienced the AAA modern video game on my Steam Deck yet. 
let me look online. Let me like find the the lists, like the the uh, list people make of like best games to play on your Steam Deck, right? Games that run super well on the Steam Deck. And Death Stranding were, was on a lot of those lists. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading that, I was like, shit, man. Like I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I never beat Death Stranding back in the day, right? Like I played maybe 27 hours of it uh, back when it launched on PS4, and it was a thing of that game came out the same like week as Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield and also Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And then I moved to San Francisco and took them and working kind of funny. And so I just got derailed from Death Stranding. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. All right, if I'm going to play Death Stranding, I might as well play it on a mobile device, right? I might as well play it on the Steam Deck. And so I bought the director's cut, started playing it, and I have caught up and surpassed to where I was, to where I made it in Death Stranding uh, when I originally played it in 2019. I played about 23 hours of the game and yeah. to just talk about Death Stranding for a second, that game is brilliant. Like, Fuck yeah, it is. When I, when I originally played it in 2019, like, I liked it a lot, but I was also like, ah, oh, it's weird. Oh, it's kind of boring. Oh, like, Kojima's doing his Kojima shit, and he's, like, all in on it. Uh, playing it this last week, and it might be it might be my cold brain, right? Like, I got a cold. I've been in bed. I've been also playing it while watching the final season of Ozark at the same time, um, which has been a magnificent <laughs> experience. <laughs> but, like, playing it again, I'm like, dude... Like the way this game looks, the the way the characters are voice acted, and not every character, because there are some characters that have horrible voice acting. Shout out to the the married couple uh, that, that you meet in episode three. They have some of the worst voice acting I've ever experienced in a video game. But it's, uh, despite that, right? Like Norman Reedus, Troy Baker specifically, I think puts on such an incredible performance as Jeff his. Keighley. Jeff Keighley, who I've not met yet uh, in the game, I'm, I'm sure he does a great job as well. But like the performances are great. The um, performance capture is like gorgeous. The landscapes in the game is so gorgeous. And like playing this game is such a. It feels like playing. It feels like taking a vacation from any other video game. Just in how different it is in terms of like what the land looks like. Right? There's so much green. It is post-apocalyptic, but it doesn't look like any other post-apocalyptic game. Right? It is like. Now, man, you're just walking across these American landscapes and you're connecting everything together. And then, like, the more and more I play and the more and more I get into the story, right? Like, I think what the story that they're telling in terms of, you know, connecting the world and, like, rebuilding America, a lot of it feels so optimistic, especially playing it in 2022 and, like, a a post post COVID is in, like, we've experienced COVID, not that COVID's gone, but, like, in a after COVID world, right? Like, the game is the the game and the message of the game. I feel like is taking like a lot more of a significant meaning than I ever thought it would. Um, and it's been such a it's been such a special game to play in that regard. Um, that alongside like the gameplay as well, which you know back in the day I probably would have said that Death Stranding was somewhat boring. Playing it today, I've actually come around on it like fully in terms of hey, it is just a sim. It is just a delivery sim, and if you play it as that, it is a magnificent game. Like. The way that the the options they give you in terms of like the different tools at your disposal, the different vehicles that you can get, the sharing of vehicles online and structures online, finding somebody else's bridge that they've built for you, and then like giving them a like as you cross it, all that like. stuff has hit like so well this time around, and I'm having a complete blast with it. For real, uh, like I, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know. Uh, the steam deck in general me staring out the window you know hand pressed to it but being up in canada (laughs) right separated from all my consoles let alone the fact that it was you know family time and we were doing a bunch of stuff when i would glance at twitter and like get those pangs i'm like oh man i can't wait to do this or i mean i saw you playing i was like man every so often it comes around the carousel of like shit i should really go back and platinum death stranding because i i enjoyed that game so much i just never did 
and then watching you enjoy it and hearing you talk about it now like i miss that like i i we, it was funny because we went back <clears throat> for the first time since you know the whole pandemic went back to one of jen's friend's house in quebec city who had also had a child so we're meeting you know her kid for the first time uh reuniting jen her you know friend for the first time forever but for me no benjamin's the big kid you know that mm. uh for me it was i this is the house that i i reviewed death stranding in because we had gotten the code and i had packed the ps4 and i had gone up there and you know reviewed it in 2019 and so like or, uh, check out in 2019 uh and so like being up there and being back in that house, i was like man like I just remember sitting here and like being wrapped up in a blanket and just like walking and then, you know, waiting out the rainstorms and like just chilling out and figuring out how to crawl and taking my time so as yep. not to fall down. It's like such a peaceful game. Yeah. Bless, how, how much of your experience do you think is made better by all of the recent updates to it to kind of gamify the experience a bit more? Because I know that. At launch, I still really, really loved it at launch, but I, uh, my immediate thought was when we would watch all these newer reveals thinking, man, it must be awesome to be playing it for the first time with all the little cool robots that they're adding and the new methods of delivery. Do you think that's kind of uh, making your experience better? Not really, honestly. Like, I've not noticed much of that stuff as I've been playing through. Like, in like... It's it's been funny uh, playing it and having like the recall of oh yeah I remember doing this mission oh I remember the exact path I took when I went through this and there's been very little so far that seems new for the director's cut like I have like when I check my <laughs> when you check your email in the game because you're getting emails left and right and I don't read most of them because <laughs> they're annoying but like when I checked my email I saw one of them that, that was like a dude being like oh man, there's this new, uh, there's th this idea for a racetrack or whatever. And I was like, oh, I remember seeing that in the director's cut trailer. That must be a new thing. But aside from that, like, and aside from the lack of Monster's Energy Drink, because they took out the Monster Energy Drink, and now it's just Bridges Energy, which I don't love. But uh, besides, aside from that stuff, like, it seems for the, mo the most part uh, be very similar. And I think, like, a lot of the stuff that's going to make it, that, that are going to be like the director's cut additions to it, I think are still on the horizon for me. Like, I don't think gotcha. I've unlocked a lot of that stuff, which I've been surprised about. I thought I was going to get a lot more of that stuff early on. But I will say that, like, playing it on the Steam Deck has been such a better experience than playing it on console. And I think part of that is, one, like, the pick-up-and-go nature of it, right? Like, being able to pick up my Steam Deck and go from sleep mode to being in the game and, like, playing it while watching Ozark does a lot for it. But also, the way that Death Stranding is... is um, like configured in terms of mission structure, a lot of those missions you can get done in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like it is, all the missions are just, hey, walk over here. And like picking up my Steam Deck real quick and being like, let me knock out a quick 10 minute Death Stranding delivery. It is such a nice way to play the game as opposed to like sitting down at my desk, turning on my PS5, like picking up my DualSense. All right, like I'm locked in, I'm here now. Like being able to just pick up a Steam Deck and go through the motions of doing a delivery has been so great for it and the game looks fantastic on steam deck you know like it it, it is such a stark contrast of playing a triple a game on steam deck versus playing a triple a game on switch and this isn't to, to, to dunk on the switch but i've had the thing where i've set my expectations for how handheld games can look like based on the switch i am not expecting something to look super duper crisp right like i'm not expecting something to look you know fantastic unless that's like a fantastic art style or whatever right but like Fidelity isn't what I go for when I'm playing when I'm picking up the, the Switch, which is which is fine, right? Picking up my Steam Deck and playing Death Stranding, I feel like I'm losing nothing in terms of fidelity. Like seeing, like looking at a long distance, right, and seeing um, one of the the um, uh, delivery like structures, like the big buildings that they have that you go and sleep in, all, all that stuff, right? Like 
seeing one of those like far off in the horizon on the Steam Deck hits so well. And I'm like, man, this game looks fantastic on here. And that's been a thing that's been uh, very pleasant to experience as well. Um, but yeah, like I can't get enough of it. I'm having such a fantastic time with with Death Stranding. And like, I'm looking forward to beating it this time around. I'm, I've just reached um, episode six, I want to say, which I think it might be like halfway through it. I know there's like a lot, a lot more chapters than that, but like I know cha- episode three also is like very long. And so like after I got past that, I was like, thank God, smooth, smooth cruising from here. Um, but yeah, aside from Death Stranding, I've, I've still been doing like a lot of emulation stuff. Um, I talked about, about a lot of that uh, last week. Um, been playing a lot of Burnout 3. Been enjoying that a lot. That game ages like fine wine. That game is so fun and so good. Uh, I've been playing some Tekken Tag as well. And like Tekken is like... You know, I play. I've been playing a lot of Tekken Seven in the last few years because that's the latest one to come out. Going back to te- Tekken Tag and like experiencing like that early PS2 era, uh, real you know, early style of fighting game. Yeah, real, real early. Like obviously, like it feels old, but also it is such like a testament to how well Tekken plays and how well it's always played. Where I just pick it up and I'm like, this feels right. Like all the mechanics are there, right? Like it feels satisfying still doing my combos, switch between characters, the music, the presentation, all that jazz is still great. Um, one thing I want to shout out to you to, to finish off the Steam Deck talk is Aperture Desk Job, which is mm. kind of like the um, Astro's Playroom of the Steam Deck, right? It is like a free-to-play, a free download, um, quick game to kind of get you acclimated to the Steam Deck and the mechanics of the Steam Deck. Um, it's like a hour-long game that takes place in Aperture uh, Science Lab, which obviously is the lab from the Portal games. And you have, like, the references of, like, you get in there and you're, like, a, a worker that is, like, just doing random um, administrative work in Aperture. And you're greeted by, like, one of the Aperture robots that looks like, it looks like Wheatley, basically, right? Like, one of the robots that'll be hanging off of the the crane kind of thing. Uh, like, you're greeted by, by that guy, and it's like, the voice acting on it is a little bit wonky because it sounds like it's it sounds like it's voice acted by a developer, if I'm being honest. But regardless, <laughs> the writing on it um, is really funny and really entertaining, and it's basically him taking you through the creation of the turrets no, that you cute. see. Yeah, like he's taking you through the creation of the turrets that you see in the in the portal games and like how they came to be, and like there's like a fun arc that you go through that with like really interesting and funny reveals that I won't spoil here. But um, this was actually like really fun to go through because it was kind of like a reminder of how funny and how good the writing is in the portal games. And then also like it was a reminder of how much I want a portal three or at least something else in this Mm. universe. Like being back in this universe was such like a, Oh man, I forgot how fantastic this is. Like all the writing, all the bits, all the jokes, all of it was like, Really good and really entertaining. Um, and if you get a Steam Deck, I highly recommend at least like giving it a swing. I heard they got J.K. Simmons back for this. They did, yeah. God, that's so cool. Dude, I might need to borrow it. I know it's going to be hard to get away from <laughs> you at this point, but I might need to borrow your Steam Deck just because I want to play that. That looks, it, that looks it, awesome. You can play it, it on Steam, just like on your PC. No, but I, I want to I hold this damn thing. Man. You right, too, you no, you got to wait like the rest point. of us, Tim. I only gotta wait till Blessing isn't sick anymore, and then I'll I'll get my grubby hands. (laughs) Next time we hang out, Tim, I can bring it over. It'll only take like an hour or something to to beat it. Cool. Yeah, I would would love that, man. Yeah, dude, I've actually been inspired by your your Steam decking a a little bit, especially your your emulation stuff. It's been that combined with uh, Uniqlo just did their Final Fantasy uh, 35th anniversary line of shirts, Um, and I was really excited about it. Ten's always been my favorite, and um, I was preparing to buy it excited to to have the site go up and then uh the pr people just randomly hit me up we're like yo we're gonna send you some of the shirts and i'm like hell yeah like i'm so stoked for it um and i was like hey 10's my favorite like what's up 
and they're like oh we can't get you 10 sorry like it's already gone i was like damn it um so they sent me seven and three instead and they're like it's kind of 10 and i'm like Hey, uh, yes. I, I appreciate it but i ended up buying the 10 myself and i'm wow. fucking loving it oh, got yeah. it right now what's up um andy cortez um no you can keep keep it with your point keep going uh I would, uh, well, no you go for it because i I, I was just it. gonna say i beat uh final fantasy changing paradise oh <laughs> uh, over okay. the weekend dude that um, ending <laughs> The ending, pretty cool, pretty wild, but a holy shit. Just what a shit fuck fest of a game. It is awful. <laughs> awful video game. A fucking awful video game that uh, I still f- managed to kind of enjoy, but it is a terrible, shitty game. And they tried to kind of fix the PC version so that the hair polygons don't have as much polygons as fucking Sully from Monsters, Inc. Like... This game was just so horribly unoptimized, and it looks like shit, and it sounds like shit. Everything is just shit in this fucking game. Uh, and I, it. Be, I, I had to drop it to easy blessing because I was like, I, I'm, For I just want boss? this. Or just uh, no. for like the, the last hour. No, I dropped to easy like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I dropped to easy like on the maybe third to final boss. And when I tell you, uh, you can just run through the game. Like, you may spawn in a new level, and it's a brand new level, and we gotta go do the thing, Jack. Yeah, but what the fuck are we gonna do? Like, whatever they, whatever the voice acting is, you could just run to the end. Oh yeah, without fighting. That's what I, that's what I did on the last level. Without fighting anybody, like, it, like it, there's no like kill all these people to then get the key to go unlock thing. Now you can just run to the fucking end, and then like a cutscene will start. So I, like the final levels, I'm just running from cutscene to cutscene, uh, just because I want this miserable experience to be over. Did, did you, you it, did you fuck with the did gameplay of it? Chaos? Did I what? Did you like go the gameplay? It. Um, yeah, I, I did. I thought the gameplay was fine. Um, but I think that it uh it wasn't as fully fleshed out as I thought it could be in terms of how enemies will like fuck back with you. <laughs> like I just, the, I, I don't think there was a whole lot of, there wasn't the most thought put into the balancing of some enemies and little tiny enemies are taking down 80% of my health bar. I'm like, who the fuck are you, dude? You're just a little thing, a little gremlin, leave me alone. And so there was like a lot of kind of frustrating uh, moments where upon running by the the last third of the game, I just realized, you know what? I bet you I just could have run by everything else that I was running by earlier or that I was getting my ass kicked by earlier. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty terrible game with a pretty neat ending, I would say. See, I had like the way I've been describing it is like this game is like the opposite of Guardians of the Galaxy for me because Guardians of the Galaxy was a game where like I love the story. I I think that game is gorgeous. I think the character design is dope. You know, like, and I found the gameplay to be utterly boring in Guardians of the Galaxy and Stranger Paradise. I had the exact opposite, where I'm like, man, this story is garbage. Man, this game looks like shit. Man, like none of like none of what they're doing here is what they think they're doing, and it's like memey in a way that I find entertaining, but also is not great. Uh, but then like gameplay wise, I was having a blast the entire time, and it's, it's exactly what you're talking about in terms of you can run past so much in the game and like there's some points where they're like no fight was here but like there's so much of the game that you can just like run past everything and go straight to the door go straight to the ending 
And then also there are some enemies that'll straight up just take out a gigantic chunk of your health with one hit. And then other enemies where it's like, why are you here? Like it feels so imba- uh, unbalanced in terms of a lot of the enemy attacks and design. But in terms of like all the systems that they provide to you for different classes and the different upgrade trees and the different gear, like it is so, it it is like, so much of a loot game um especially in like the auto optimization of it where you collect it you, like you'll play the game for three minutes go into your menu auto optimize and all of a sudden you look like a completely different person because they throw out that much <laughs> you, loot you look you. like jim carrey in the mask when he has like the yellow <laughs> yep. suit on like it is so fucking hilarious how like from scene to scene i'm like i me and my crew look like a bunch of dumbasses right now like we just look stupid as hell and we don't belong in this video game and uh I found a lot of joy in playing through it because I just I mainly just wanted to beat it for the content of it because it was just really funny. Uh, and I, I got some really good voice clips. I played a lot of it, the final moments of it with like music and sound effects set to like 30 percent volume just so I can get the really good chunks of dialogue <laughs> out there, super out front and super loud. And there's just a lot of like there's a part where a bad guy is like, uh, don't you know who I am? I'm the blah, 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 blah. I'm the the darkness or whatever. And the main character, Jack, jumps at him with his sword. He's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> it, is, it is awesome. It's so good. It is awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy that you had fun with that. Uh, what I was going to say is I've been playing Final Fantasy X for the first time in a long time because uh, it obviously one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Uh, my first Final Fantasy I ever played uh, back when it came out in 2002, I guess it was. Um, something like that. 2001, maybe? 2001, that's what it was. Um, and I've replayed it since then. But I remember last time I replayed it, it was probably a decade ago. Um, I think it was when it first came out, it, the HD version on PS3. Um and I remember kind of being a little let down by it where I was like, ah, oh, it's definitely nostalgia for me. Like I, I've played better Final Fantasy since. Um, and I think I've I kind of become more fond of seven over the years. Um, and especially with the remake and just like falling in love with those characters in a different way and all that. Um, but also just 10 is very linear. Uh, its combat system is way it's it's actually turn-based, unlike Final Fantasy. Uh, more Final Fantasies that you guys have played, even the like, the original seven with the active time battle system, where it's turn based, but like there's always that bar going down. So like, uh, you have to kind of be active and like in the moment for the the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Ten is very much like Pokemon, where if you don't do if you don't touch the controller, nothing's gonna happen. Um, so a lot slower pace. It's way more like chess. It's way more like the 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 kind of conceit of the whole thing is on the the top right of the screen. It, you'll see the order of um who's going to be able to attack you can see it right there uh that barrett had a second ago but um you then are way more incentivized to use things like haste or slow to speed up your character slow down your characters because then you might get multiple um turns before others do and you know pokemon works that way but it's a little bit more like you're hoping it works out whereas this it's a little bit more of a sure thing and um i gotta say i i was motivated by bless uh with the steam deck and just you know playing all these ps2 games and i was like i haven't played this on switch i haven't played it handheld ever and i remember being a little kid playing this on my tube tv and being like god can i imagine playing this portably like that would just be the dream to be able to just grind out these battles and stuff and um i was like you know what i haven't played anything 
in handheld on my switch in a while i'm just gonna give it a shot six hours later (laughs) this weekend like i'm deep into this game and i'm just like fucking in love with it all over again like it is such a different experience that i had uh a couple years ago because like playing it in 2022 like the story is awesome the characters are great like the way it deals with religion like i feel like i'm adult in a way that i can kind of understand the the deeper going ons uh that i've never been able to do that and even finding more depth in the battle system itself and kind of appreciating uh more of it because you know when you're a little kid you kind of just like attack 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 and like hope you win you know uh but kind of like using the different kind of spells and stuff it's like wow this game's really special and it looks so good on the oled switch man like play every time i turn this uh thing on i'm just so impressed with the quality of the screen the quality of the oled and how it enhances the looks of so many games and Final fantasy 10's colors pop on it man like it looks so damn rad where i mean it's a ps2 game up to ps3 then ported to the switch like it's not like the most you know technically beautiful game of all time but i'm surprised at how much it holds up and i am extra surprised at how much i'm loving it uh having gone through a time period where i thought i was wrong about the game um that i i thought i was just nostalgic for uh but i can't wait to keep playing it um i'm hoping that my excitement like stays to the end um because i've always stood by the end of this game being one of my favorite game endings of all time and my favorite romances in a game of all time and i thought that i would feel differently now but like I'm so into this romance right now where I'm just like back in the day I was playing. There's a couple choices you can make about like flirting with one of the other girls. And I was a Riku fanboy, So I was always like trying to get after that. Uh, but now that I'm an adult, I'm like, no, he belongs with Yuna. You fucking idiot. Like make it happen. I'm just having a great time. So you, you love love, bro. So you love love. I just love love, man. <laughs> Sorry, what the, were you saying, Bless? I'll say the PS2 era is so special. Like going back, like I, I've been playing a lot of PS2 games, right? But like even the ones that, I thought I was going to go back to and have a worse experience with. I've been surprised by how much I've been having a good time. Like I've been playing Sonic Heroes as well. And Sonic Heroes is one that I played as a kid and, you know, played it, loved it as a kid, right? It was never like my favorite game of all time, but I was still like, oh man, Sonic Heroes, I loved it. And then like, as the years went on, I was told over and over again that Sonic Heroes is terrible. And I went back to it over the weekend (laughs) and I was like, okay, let's... Let's give this a shot. Let's see if nostalgia prevails. And as I was playing through it, I was like, no, nah, man, this game is good. Like, this is a good game. I'm having such a good time with this game. <laughs> Don't listen to what they have to say. Yeah, no, the internet it. was lying to me. That and, like, uh, Simpsons Road Rage as well was another one where I was like, Oh yeah, like Hit and Run is like the the, the darling. Everybody loves that one, but people don't really talk about Road Rage that much. You know, Road Rage for the people who don't know, the Crazy Taxi clone for Simpsons, and went back to, and played that one as well because that's the one I had more time with. And as I was playing through it, like yeah, that one hasn't aged as well as I as I would even I would have liked it to. But even that game was that's fun a fun to game. That's yeah, a fun oh, game. yeah, that was fun as hell to play. And I was like, man, okay, because I was also a kid that didn't have um, I didn't have Crazy Taxi. And so Road Rage was my Crazy Taxi. And so I was like concerned that like I didn't have an actual Crazy Taxi experience that was good. And going back to Road Rage, I was like, no, this is adequate. This is a good enough experience. Like I had my Crazy Taxi time with this game and it was fun. And so shout out to the PS2. Shout like out to it. the PS2, dude. That's that's so correct. Um, Greg Miller. Hey, buddy. You've been playing Evil Dead. You've been playing it a whole bunch. And so is Andy. No, Andy's way played more than me. Yeah, like right before, you know, the day, what, the, the final work day before I went on vacation and went up to Quebec, right? Yeah, we did a stream for Evil Dead, the game, and that was that one, you know, I'd come on this show and talked about and give my preview of it and enjoyed what I had played but wondered how, if it would work and yada, yada, yada for everybody else. And we had so much fun on that Friday stream. And then, yeah, the fact that Andy, how many hours have you played now? 
Uh, close to 30, I would say. That's yeah, fucking that, awesome. I didn't know you were gone. I didn't know you had left yet, but I did call you and your son out on the Slack squad up. I saw that. Um, yeah, I said, your kid asleep yet? What's the deal? Did he want in? Tell Benny to squad up. We just we needed somebody else to jump in me, with me and Stoneback Mike and Nick. Um, I, I've been having a lot of fun with this game, just playing it off stream as well. Not even necessarily like trying to you know, yell with friends on stream and stuff like that. Um, I, I've been making Mike and Snow, uh, I've been making Snow Mike, Mike and Nick play it with me. And Nick has been having to play on controller because it, the inverted doesn't work on mouse. Um, cause he's just, uh, he, he's just Broken is the way person. he is. There's nothing we could do about it. Um, and so they, they did get back to us and say that they were fixing that. But yeah, I like of all of the asymmetrical games, I'd say this one is, easily the most fun because of the role you're put into as a survivor um i i might like predator more if it performed better and felt sure. smoother and whenever i'd play predator <laughs> or friday the 13th i never really knew if my bullet was gonna actually do what i wanted it to do just because of how the servers can be and uh nothing ever felt super stable in those games yeah um, and I think this game plays incredibly smooth. That was my main worry. When you first had that preview session, Greg, I thought, wow, this, uh, we're seeing console gameplay. There looks to be a lot of motion blur and it looks like it's going to be another kind of, I'm clicking the button, but really on their, on that player's screen they're probably in a different location yeah, yeah like friday it, 13th how terrible that latency was it always just feel felt like there was going to be a whole lot of desync everywhere and i think the gameplay is incredibly smooth cross play has been so easy to get into yeah, not i was shocked no, that's massive like uh that's always like the hugest help and i think that's uh what one reason why um a game like knockout city performed really well because at launch that crossplay worked incredibly well, and I think here the crossplay works really well. And not having to worry about friends getting kicked out of servers, and oh, I'm not seeing you online. What the hell's going on? That's yeah. always the major concern for games like that. But I think Evil Dead does it super well, and it just works, which is great. But not only does it just work, it's also super fun to for me to play a survivor. Uh, I found my class. I found. Um, what are you running? Uh, I, I use that lady, the the survivor class, um, the the one from the newer series, I believe, is what everybody says. I didn't, I, I don't watch the series sure, or sure, anything sure, like sure. that. Um, but I, uh, we got to a point where it's like we're so coordinated where we don't want to be losing out on ammo because ammo is fairly scarce, and if you have two people running shotguns, that's considered long range ammo. And one of y'all are going to lose it. So it's like, all right, well, I found a revolver. I'll give you all my long range. Give me all your handgun ammo. And we'll try to, you know, take on the, the demon from there. Um, I feel like internet demon players have already kind of found what the meta is and how they want to play it. And we have found ways to kind of counteract that. Uh, and <laughs> it's just fun and it's chaotic. And I think some of my favorite memories were when you, me, Nick, and Bless, or you, me, Mike, and Nick, or whoever, would hop on and fight random internet predators on the on the Predator game. I loved doing that. Yeah, that sounded weird, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I have that same sort of vibe hopping into this to play people online that are like, all right, let's see what this demon can do. Um, 
We're going to try to take it on, and we're going to be as coordinated as possible. Nick knows his ultimate ability, yeah. which is like, it's like, oh, Nick, take away our, our little fear factor or whatever. I don't know. I just have an absolute blast with it. And yeah, I, I can't wait I, to get I, back to it. I legitimately think that I'm like rank 10 in the world as a survivor, Greg. Like, no joke, dude. Like, every match, maybe five, maybe rank five. Whoa. But every, Whoa. Every, like, we had a match. We, we've been having matches where, like, at the end of the game, we we absolutely showed out and everybody was like, oh, look at that. I had I had 18,000 damage and Mike had 24,000 damage and I had 68,000 damage. Like I am just popping off like no other, Greg. And if you're on my squad, it's a guaranteed dub. OK, understand yeah. that. Understand that. I need those. I need those dubs. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I think the progression is equally as fun and uh, slowly leveling up your character to get to a point where you're going to be super competent in battle and. Um, I immediately kind of go for the anti-fear route where sure. like every once in a while, Tim, there'll be a jump scare on screen and your oh. character has a fear meter where the higher the fear gets, the enemy can take over and possess yeah, you, you can possess you and which is like whatever. But when the enemy possesses you, the best call, I think, is like not even don't even try to shoot your teammates but waste your ammo, which is like what really good demo demons have done to me, where it's like, all right, I'm rocking seven bullets in this gun, which isn't a whole lot. And they take over and they're just firing the web, the bullets as fast as possible. Uh, they can possess really cars. Smart. And instead of possessing the cars to hit us, Alpha mode, they would possess the car to drive the fuck away to get the cars away from us. So it takes us Damn. longer to get. So like there's been That's really one of the most cool... annoying things I found as being the being the predator, being the demon, right? Was the fact that yeah, like I would run into Roger in the fucking car and it would do like no damage. Yeah. Like, God damn it, what a waste of my time. And I think some of that is maybe the desync issues, but yeah, Tim, I was mentioning this game like whenever we'd play Friday the 13th and you happen to pick up the shotgun. It's like I could be aiming right at Jason. I don't know if these bullets are going to hit him just because of like <laughs> how this online plays. Uh, the same with Predator, where it always kind of felt like I don't really know if there's a sync issue right now. If on my screen, I'm hitting them, but on their screen, they're totally fine. And they're running away. This game feels in, like wildly, surprisingly smooth. And like all of the shots are hitting. Um, I, I just think it's a lot of fun. And I'm totally down to, to get into some more action with you, Greg. Let's do it. Brother. Let's hop in, doc. Dude, I'm down. You just sold me on it. Steve, it's been, you can, it's, you can it's been it. a lot of fun, man. Especially, yeah, playing as a, I, I still have yet to play as a monster. It could be a completely different story as the monster. Um, it, it I, was kind of, I don't it, think you're missing something. When I, I, you know, I only did two games there at the end. They're up on uh, the gameplay channel uh, as the the demon, and I, I definitely liked being a person more. And I think obviously, if I really wanted to sit there and commit to it and go, you know, find it or whatever, like I think there's something to it. This is, you know, learning it for the first time. These are my first two games ever doing it, right? I think you could do that and find it, and you know, that be your jam. But I think if you have people to play with and you want to roll with people, I think it's, I think it's just more fun personally because I think that's a more engaging experience for me in terms of trying to outthink the, the monster and get out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. A very a big surprise because I. Again, we've seen a lot of these games that always kind of end up being six out of tens where it's fun for a bit, but that's about it. And I've been finding myself just playing more and more offline single player just because I have time in between uh, matches or, you know, I'm going to render out a video. Let me play a quick match before I hit render because I know it's going to take long. Like I I've just been having a lot of fun with it, uh, surprisingly. 
That's awesome. Uh, staying on tune with that just a little bit, I wanted to get to some listener mail that I asked you guys questions for and staying in the horror camp here. Jensen writes in and wants to know, Jensen! So what's up with the quarry? Should we be worried about it? It's coming out June 10th and it feels like no one's heard anything about it. Greg? What do you I think? can't wait. Me and Bless talk about the quarry all the time. I would say our conversations begin about work or whatever and eventually get to the quarry. Wow. Uh, I'm not <laughs> worried about it. No, from Supermassive, you know, the spiritual successors, some say to Until Dawn, you know, in the way that the Dark Pictures Anthology is kind of not their budget thing, but they're trying to do it annually. They're doing these shorter things. This being the one published by 2K, uh, this being the one with David fucking Arquette, this one being like the one that seems like a, a longer experience to play through and enjoy. I'm not worried because I don't think they want you to. I mean, what else do you need to know? They, this is super massive, and this is what they do. And at this point, this you know who they are, right? This is another Denny Green. We knew who they were, and we let them off the hook. Like yeah. you, we know what we're getting with this game. I expect. I I'm hoping since it's a all in one, two K published thing, it's going to be a higher quality. I think I hope it's more like an Until Dawn than uh, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, which I do enjoy for what they are. But I'm not worried about it at all. But I also, I'm not expecting this to be a nine. I'm, I'm expecting it to be a really good horror movie game, a really fun horror movie game. Maybe probably more a really fun horror movie game than a really good horror yeah. movie game. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same place, right? I'm, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to it. You know, shout out uh, Brenda Song is going to be in it as well. Oh, love my luck. Yeah. Is um, Justice Smith in there as well? He is. Yeah, I think so. Yes, that sounds yeah. about right. The guy from The Flash? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, and like, you oh, know, I... It, Pokemon movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Pikachu. that's Jurassic the World. the way they talk. Wait, he's like oh from Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I didn't realize that was him. Um, yeah, for everything Greg's talking about, right? Like it seems like it's gonna be the way they talk about it makes it seem like it's more of an Until Dawn successor, especially in like the here's a group of Jordan Fisher. I don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Jordan Fisher was from The Flash. Just yeah, you're right, you're right. I, I I know that Joey's obsessed with Jordan Fisher, and so I just assume that's him. But you're right, that's the Detective Pikachu kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like having the, the group of, uh, I forget if they said students or teens or whatever, but like, you know, group of young people, right? Like uh, it being, was this the one that's like, it's the greatest game type? They always get this and the, their next Dark Pictures thing mixed up. I think this one is like supposed to be the greatest game type. They're all getting hunted by a man. And then the other, the Dark Pictures <laughs> thing coming up in the fall is going to be like um, a, uh, oh, what's that Are movie they... with the clown mask on the TV? Saw? Yeah. Saw. It's like, the oh. next one is gonna be like a Saul type situation. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. And like I'm real, I'm down for both of these ideas, right? Like I think Supermassive's next two games are ones that like in terms of premise have me all the way sold. And yeah, this being published by 2K, it this one being like separate from Dark Pictures, I think shows a little bit more promise than the Dark Pictures things because those have been like not as great quality, but slowly getting better in quality as as, as things go. Yeah. Like you know, I'm 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 confident in it, and I think you know. When you think of Until Dawn, Until Dawn didn't have crazy marketing going into it either, right? Like, I think... Well, Until, Until Dawn, if you remember, was PSA. a that was fucking a place death true. march of a game. Where, remember, yes. that was originally, like, a move game or whatever. And it just, like, fucking took forever to come out. And I, Yeah, I, and it got a lot of word of mouth after it came out where people were like, oh, shit, this is really good. And I think if this one hits the same way, I think the word of mouth is going to be the thing that carries it uh, through the summer. I, I just I, can't believe June 10th. Yeah, like that is so ridiculously soon, and yeah. like it seems like on the internet, the only stuff out there is IGN first had a thirty minute, yeah, um, first thirty minutes, and the, there was a preview. But and I get Greg, you make a good point that this is the type of game where what is there to preview? Like, if you want to be a huge fucking loser dork like Greg does about the quarry, they are doing in. And this sounds stupid, and it's not like amazing content, but it's fun. I think 
There is an in-world podcast that is they they publish right now. So you can download a you can go like it's on Spotify or whatever. I'll look it up and get the name for you. But it's like you're listening to two characters in the game that are going to be podcasters in the game or whatever that are but there aren't main characters they're like i assume you're going to find like things or listen to little snippets of it but that show's already started or whatever and i'm enjoying just that like that part easing me into the world of what they're doing and how goofy it is so we'll see there you're about to say something yeah i was uh kind of going off of what blessing was saying i i do wonder if like them looking back at until dawn and like kind of just looking at like the the current like modern um, like streamer culture, if they're just kind of like waiting until they can actually uh, get this into a lot of people's hands and like have this be kind of like a word of mouth situation and then really go in on marketing and stuff like that and, and really have that big push because I think the only like we're so close, it's you know, June 10th is just a, a couple weeks away at this point. Um, you know, like I think we would be worried if if it was like last week and they're like hey we got to delay it for for a bit uh you know until like a, a date that we don't even know but the fact that we're so close and they haven't said anything yet i i think is more just like them prioritizing more post launch uh marketing rather than hyping it up yeah. um and, and this wasn't announced too long like, ago yeah, and 2K is also kind of weird with just, like, a typical build-up. Like, I don't remember, like, uh, and I'm thinking of, like, um, they're developers that aren't, like, under, um, uh, you know, like, the Borderlands team and stuff like that. They're always kind of, like, a, a little bit of a mixed bag on, like, how they want to ramp up marketing for uh, upcoming games. I also do want to do, like, a, a soft correction i think i was a little bit off with like the the premise of the game right i went to steam and the way this they describe it one is like they're camp counselors but then in the steam description they say things quickly take a turn for the worse uh hunted by blood-drenched locals in something far more sinister the teens party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror uh friendly banter and flirtations give way to life or death decisions as relationships cool. build or break under the strain of unimaginable choices and so it's like they're horny. being hunted but it's i don't horny. know if it's necessarily greatest game yeah. And then the podcast, Andy. the podcast is the bizarre yet bona fide podcast. If you want to try that out, nice, oh, yeah. bona fide. What's up, Andy? Like, is there a level of like fear to horny that you're like, you know what? It's worth the is scares. It worth it? <laughs> like, is it Bring worth the songs it right in now, the game, Andy? Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is a game that I will watch other people play, and I might even open up the page on Steam or you know on, on Xbox. <laughs> You'll but, flirt with it. <laughs> yeah, I'll think about it, Tim. I'm just uh, saying, but in, if, no, if under Mike, no circumstance will if, I play this. If if Mike streams the Corey, you know, you gotta come through. You gotta come through, Andy. Oh, I'll happy. be there. Yeah. I'll be there for the. You for gotta the help make decisions. You know. Will I be on camera? Maybe not. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mike needs lots of decision making help. I finally made him level up in Elden Ring over the weekend after he had gone like I don't know how long with losing two point six million runes at one point, and Jesus. I forced him, and I had I had to have a heart to heart with him. Uh, he bless we he had like seven hundred fifty k runes, and I was like Mike, level up, and he was like, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it, and I was like, no, 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 no. Now. I'm going to bring up your stream and I want to watch you do it. And then he covered up his level with his camera. <laughs> and I was like, no, you only leveled up once. Get your health to a spot. And he was like, I'm a mage. I'm supposed to be dying fast. Like, no, 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 you're not. A mage has like less armor. It's just, I keep this. What's his, what, what's his deal? Why does he want to level up? Because he says it's not fun without the risk. You got to have a low risk while you play. It's got to be feel dangerous. Mike's the it's like, well, you've movie. already lost two plus million runes. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God.
Mike Al just wants to remind you, 15 bigger in Farah Missoula. And 15 bigger. <laughs> he had 15 bigger. And it's oh, my like, God. Get to it. Like, they're like, you're, Mike, your health bar is smaller than your stamina bar right now. That should not be a thing, okay? I fucking hate the guy. I hate the guy. God bless him. Let us know in the comments below if you are excited about the quarry. I definitely am. Uh, stay tuned for the Patreon-exclusive post-show. We're about to do a new episode of Kind of Beauty, and I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, next week, if I'm doing my math right, looking at the calendar correctly, will be our Summer Game Fest slash E3 slash not E3 predictions episode. Uh, still trying to figure out exactly what that's going to look like. But right now, just to, for you gentlemen to start wrapping your head around, I think what I want to do is like we've done the last couple years where we'll be making predictions for like this season of it. We'll put a deadline on it, but like there's just not enough seemingly going on this June week for us to like really go all in because it's kind of like, there's Game Fest. There's Xbox to show. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned for all of that. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>